feel like cross your arms. Instead of, I'm lazy. I don't want to hold. I'm going to get my biceps all tired. Shit. It, it, this is going to yeah, be no, That's different. exactly what I went for. I <laughs> propped the arm up a little yeah. bit higher and let this rest right just like that. Yeah. Yeah, so if you guys watching on the YouTubes, as you can see, we're not in our studio. This is our first podcast we've done from somewhere else. On location. Yeah, on location with, <laughs> with Jake and Kevin and Cruz. <laughs> so our guest today is uh, Cruz Gomez. He's back, return guest. And we are at his new facility for his gym, the Pit Idaho. And let's start with that. Tell us about the new place. Oh, man, it's like two and a half times the size. It's under construction still, waiting on city stuff and all that good stuff, you know. Uh, I got an inspector coming by later today, hopefully, so that I can finish out the deck and then just really start getting going on the training here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, from experience, <clears throat> me and Kevin went to your old gym, and this is, like Kevin said earlier, much more room for activities. Yes, there is. <laughs> But yeah, this is this is gonna be awesome. <clears throat> so, anyways, where to start? So, <laughs> Jesus Christ, are you, are you looking at me like I know how to talk to you're, people? You're, you're leading this one, man. Um, all right, so let's go down the road rabbit hole because I think last time I was even in there, I don't know exactly where you were a belt placement, but now you're a black belt now in jujitsu. Um, so yeah, let's talk about that and who uh, under who you got it from and everything. Uh, yeah, back when you guys started, I think I'm, I may have still been a purple. Okay. Um, I think you had just gotten your brown. Is that what it was? Or I no, got, no. I got my brown about two and a half years I was, ago. I was one of your students when you went to get your brown. So, yeah, you're right. You were okay. purple in jiu-jitsu. And then a little over two and a half years ago, I got my brown and then just got my black what, a couple months ago. Uh, but the guy I go through is Luigi Mondelli out of uh, American Top Team in Connecticut. He has his own system. It's Core, core Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, K-O-R-E. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, I believe he's a fourth-degree uh, black belt or fifth-degree. But, I mean, he's the man. He's so good. It's insane how good he is. Like, It feels like I'm wrestling like a 14-year-old. 90 pound little girl <laughs> and I still can't do anything about it. Yeah. Like he's so light when he wants to be and he's like 220 or 230 pounds. Wow. He's it's like that's how dainty he can be and how good he is. Then he could probably make himself feel heavy as shit though too, huh? Oh man, the black belt test was rough. <laughs> I thought I, he was a 400 pound man at for a minute. Cuz I know from experience rolling with you, you learned that from somebody. <laughs> Well, actually, I didn't learn that from him. Really? Because you, your top pressure, and I, I haven't rolled with a lot of people, but out of everybody I have rolled with, nobody applies top pressure like you. Yeah. I mean, you, you were weighing probably what two, two hundred. Yeah. And you would feel like, and I'm way bigger than you, and you would feel so freaking heavy on top of me. Yeah. No, he, he's really good at that too. I didn't. Learned that from him. I learned that from another coach who was uh, more of an MMA slash uh, nogi coach. Uh, he was a wrestler, Cal Poly um, gymnast. Uh, that was Justin Frazier. Mm-hmm. That's who I learned all my uh, top pressure from. Okay. Yeah, because it's, it's rough <laughs> experiencing that a few times, especially like I would see like when you would do a belt testing for somebody else, you would turn it up just a little compared to what you do in a normal class. And I'd watch you, and I'm like, oh, God, I feel bad for that guy underneath him right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, and you were, before you, I mean, you've been a black belt in Hawaiian Kempo for a while. Yeah. Like, quite a while. 2012. And you're what, how many degrees now? Fourth. Yeah, so you've, so now you're a multiple. Double black belt. Multiple, yeah, double martial arts black belt. That's awesome. I'm that guy, I get to put it on my resume. I'm a black belt in this, black belt in this. I just. I want to get a black belt in judo just because I think judo is awesome. I but think judo is awesome too. I don't, I don't want to be that guy that goes, oh, I got all these black belts, so it looks like I'm a little less. Oh, that guy says he's got three black belts. Come yeah, on, he's yeah. got three black belts. He's not that good. Well, <laughs> I, I think it's so different though nowadays because you grew up in the earlier days of MMA. Yeah, you. I mean, you were in it, and people could lie about their pedigree. Yeah, and get away with it because you didn't have the internet like you have today. Mm-hmm. And it's now you can't you can't lie about that shit. People will find you out. Yeah, you, you know? can't be like a Rex Quando. <laughs> you know, <dude. laughs> you think anybody wants to get 
uh, round kicked in these bad boys. Yeah. Well, like you should just go get your black belt in Aikido. What? Aikido? No, no, never. Steven Seagal like slap tickle fighting or whatever. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think I think people could have back in the day lied about their pedigree and. And judo is a legitimate sport. Like, oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. a legitimate throwing uh, combat sport. Mm-hmm. That or something like sambo. I mean, I'm not just going to go get a black belt. I'm obviously going to. It's going to take yeah. some years. Yeah. But uh, I, I would like to just because throwing people is just awesome. There's there's yeah. submissions submissions in judo yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. And sambo is sambo is like grappling with striking, right? Yeah. Okay. That's yes. what like. But they got a lot of throws also. Isn't, okay. that, isn't that like super popular in Russia? Yeah, yeah so Fedor came from, right? Yeah, Fedor. yeah, yeah. That's what. Okay, that's okay. why. I was and uh, Khabib, I'm, I think was yeah, a he was a sambo guy. guy. Oh, cool, yeah, yeah, the animal. Yeah, that's that. I think things like judo are cool. Aikido is cool too. I guess if that's your thing. Was <laughs> <laughs> what's that other one? Uh, tai Chi and uh, yeah. What's the dance fighting called? Uh, parkour or not parkour? Hardcore <laughs> <laughs> parkour. <laughs> parkour, parkour. Um, Oh, it's yeah. from Jamaica. But I, I get I get why they do it. They right. they weren't allowed to practice, so they had to make it look like dancing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. You gotta yeah. do what you gotta do. Yeah. Uh oh, what, what what I don't remember the name. I think though. I know what you're talking about too, but I can't think of what it's called. But anyways. Yeah, so yeah. and then for you people listening that haven't listened to Cruz before or know who he is. I guess tell them about your, your lineage a little bit, who you were under and all that good stuff. You kind of went over it in the first episode, but we have a lot of new people listening now. So, um, Yeah, I'm just a fourth-degree black belt under Chuck Liddell and John Hackleman out of the pit. I've been training with them for a little over 23 years now, I think. Starting in 98. What, what year is it? <laughs> 21, I think. Yeah, 23 years back in February is when I started with Chuck. And then I started with John in May of 2001. Hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's coming up with John. I've it'll be 18, no, 20 years. Do you see Chuck has a new podcast? Yeah, with, uh, with Adam, Adam Ray. Adam, yeah, which that comedian's funny. But uh, I think your inspector's here. Oh, <laughs> of course. So yeah, he's waiting on an inspector to come in, and we didn't think he was going to show up, but it looks like he's here. So we will pause this. Take Just a three-second break. And we'll be back, and you guys won't even know what happened. Yeah, I'm going to go poop. Good idea. Go We're back. Magic. <clears throat> Cruz passed his inspection, if you guys were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I get to finish building. I'm excited. Yes, yes, this place will be open sooner than later. That's good. I don't even remember what we were talking about before he showed up. Cool guy stuff. Um, Forgot. I don't remember either. We t- I think we were talking about what belt you were. Oh no, it was the lineage where I. Came oh from yes, and all yes, that. yes. So you under Chuck Liddell, John Hackleman. You mentioned that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had a lot of coaches, uh, but there's only been a couple that really, really influenced everything I do, and that's that's guys like John Hackleman. He's been a big influence on my striking and my MMA and my coaching uh, game. Um, Chuck Liddell has just been my mentor from day one. He's taught me a lot of stuff. He's, I mean, he's basically been like a big brother since the beginning to me. Um, Then you got my other coaches, guys like Scott Adams, uh, Justin Frazier, and then all the training partners that I've had, guys that, that have just had a big influence on my game. I see well, we train together a lot. Guys like Tim Kennedy, Jake Shields, um, trained years with these guys, and they only helped me get better. And I mean, these guys are so insanely good. How can you help but get better? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I remember we were, we were talking about Chuck's new podcast. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Just crossing my head. But yeah, with that comedian Adam Ray. It looks funny. Yeah, that's I haven't all. had a chance to watch it yet. Yeah, I got. It's kind of a little dichotomy because Chuck, with all of his fights, you know, he's not the quickest witted person anymore. So having a comedian on there is kind of, it'd be interesting. I haven't seen any of it yet. No, I haven't either. Um, yeah, it's gotta be interesting. Well, see, gotta, I, I do got to correct you a little bit. He, he is actually very quick witted. He just doesn't act that way in front of most people. Okay. Um, I've seen him basically hanging out at a, at, a, at home, just chilling. And the guy's extremely quick witted. 
Oh, really? it's from what I've what I've seen of him, it seems like he's still quick witted, but he's a fighter. He's been fighting his whole life, so there's probably slurred speech a little, unless he's always talked like that, which you know him better than we do. I mean, yeah, I've not. He hasn't really changed much. No. Like honestly, he just talks less, mm. and I think that's a lot of what it is when it comes down to people saying, "Well, Chuck doesn't." His speech this, his speech that. I mean, everyone as they get older starts slurring a little bit more. Mm. I mean, I've caught myself not speaking as eloquently. And and you know what? Maybe like maybe I have a little bit of damage. He does. All yeah. fighters do. It's, it's it's part of it. Yeah. But he hasn't really <clears throat> changed much. He just doesn't talk very much. Yeah. I mean, okay. he, he was um, a lot of people's favorite fighter, but he was one of my favorite fighters oh, yeah. forever. I mean, he was the first like mega star out of MMA. Yeah, you know, yeah him and Randy Couture. Yeah. But, I mean, Chuck was on, what, the cover of all the, like, ESPN Magazine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was back when you were around him. Yeah. And uh, he was he's the first one to really blow up. Because wasn't it on that, you had that one Ultimate Fighter fight with, like, Stefan Bonner and Forrest Griffin. Yeah. And Chuck and Randy Couture were on the same yeah. fight. And that was huge. That was the biggest thing for the UFC ever at that point. But, yeah. But, yeah, anyways, his, his podcast is on that uh, Drinking Bros Network. Oh, it they're, is? They're starting, like, a network of podcasts. Oh. But, anyways. <clears throat> but, yeah, that's cool. So, where do we go from there? Your new facility so that we're sitting in right now. It's completely done. It's done. You guys might as well come. Come on yeah. down to the pin. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's got a little work to do, but Cruz is going to knock it out now that he got the okay. Um, I guess, can you tell, talk about the difference between talk about where you started like your garage and like kind of the where i the started progression. In idaho or yeah where when, I you, started, started. when you came to idaho the start of the pit idaho oh man we got we were renting a house from a buddy of mine who i was roommates with back in the early 2000s like right when i moved into where i was living at the time and uh he happened to have a house out here and he found out i was moving out here he's like hey i got a house if you want to rent it it's like sure i'll, I'll, I'll rent it for you i'll make make life easy so we get out here we're renting the house for a year and it's got a garage that's 11 feet wide and i think 22 feet long and the mat we had was 14 feet wide so it curled up the walls <laughs> and it was only 16 feet long so we had about six feet of space for just workout stuff so we had one bag hanging off our uh squat rack so it came out and it hung right there and then we did our jiu-jitsu and uh or kickboxing there. We did that for a year. How many people did you have in that little garage? At one time, I think we only had like maybe four or five people, but we, I think we had like six or seven, maybe eight people in and out of it at different times when we were doing stuff. And then uh, we moved to our new house after a year. We bought a house and it had a two car garage. So I just completely gutted it and turned it into a training facility made it look super legit like it was an actual gym. Did you ever you didn't make it to that, mm-hmm. did you? Nope. Um actually we're going to Sophie has pictures of both these places mm-hmm. and she took a picture of the the place that we're moving out of and we're going to do canvases of That'd each cool. one, put them nice. up put them up in the gym Show somewhere. the progression what you guys have done. And uh but we had the two car garage with a 16 no, 16 wide 18 foot long mat with one bag hanging. Mm-hmm. Wow. And at one point in time, I think we had 15 or 16 people in there kickboxing, doing a fitness class. <laughs> we had a total of 30 members different days, like different people coming in and out different days, but uh, a total of 30 members before we moved into the spot that we're now leaving. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's when we showed up, my family, like right after you guys moved into that place. Okay, yeah. Because I think we brought Logan in, and you guys hadn't been there very long. You guys had just got in there, I think. Yeah, it was uh, March of 2018, I believe, when we moved into there. Yeah, that'd be about uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, we brought my son in, and then, then I started going, and Kevin Kevin was going. And now, yeah. Now we were, we right out the gates, like, we didn't have to go into debt or anything. Like mm-hmm. We had those 30 members, and they paid us enough that we were able to afford the new spot, mm-hmm. and it worked out perfect, and same thing's happening again. So. Yeah, because you guys just keep growing? Yep. Yeah, that's that's cool. And like this place is you said more than double the size mat area. Mat the, area and actual area. Yeah. Well now you have showers and all that which you didn't have at the last last spot. Or at the spot I guess you're currently at. Yeah. But 
yeah that's that's awesome that's cool to see people especially people like i respect grow and continue doing their thing and have success that's awesome well, it's yeah. like what you're doing with your podcast. I mean, it's you what, guys are getting bigger trying and to bigger. Do. It's what we're trying to do. No, there's no try about it. How many more views are you getting each week now? It, it's grown substantially. It's a slow burn, though. Like, from when we, because I mean, obviously we started with zero. Yeah, but you got to think about it. Which, which candle is going to last longer? The one that burns out quick or the one yeah. that fucking slow burns? And we've talked about that a little bit. Like, we're kind of glad it didn't, like, blow up all of a sudden because that shit doesn't usually last. Yeah, but no, it's it was. I mean, we started with zero people listening. I mean, may, maybe more than zero people. A couple people that knew us would listen, and now we have people, fucking all over the world. Yeah, yeah, that listen. And a long term goal could be not having just the one thing, not just a podcast, but something else. And mm-hmm. This is a supplement to that thing. Yeah, you know, like I'm a firm believer in. After like owning a CrossFit gym, I was in the military. Being super fit was just part of your job. That's just part of what you do. Yeah. So I went to CrossFit gym. I was like, man, I'm missing something. I'm just doing this now. I need something else, right? Um, that's the thing going in the podcast too. Like if you're if you're looking forward and you really are someone who's moving forward and has that mentality, we already know now this isn't the only thing. This is going to get us going. We mm-hmm. start something else, and this is a supplementary thing to that. Just like you know, for instance, like like I say, really be like those guys. Like Black Rifle has Black Rifle, but then they have a podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's, it's it's a thing they do. It keeps them out there. It keeps them talking to really cool people and networking, right? And it's just fun because you can just be an you know just be an asshole, be yourself. People like you. They do. If they don't, they well, don't. You know. That's like the guest we had on a couple weeks ago. He said, watching this, he can tell we're just because I, I mentioned something about how this is a hobby, and he's like, yeah. And if you guys keep it like that, it's going to continue to grow. People yeah. are watching you guys have fun. Yeah. And I I agree with that. And. I like what Kevin was saying on turning this into something more because we don't know what we want to do quite yet. We still we still don't. We're just playing this whole thing by ear. But the people that we get to have these conversations with stuff have made this. It's kind of growing into something well, more than the we biggest it thing be. I've noticed, and this doesn't go just for you guys' podcast, but for like my gym, mm-hmm. the more relatable you are to somebody, the more success you're going to have because they're going to go. Wait, looking at you, you're just like me mentally or just like me personality-wise. I can be like you if I do what you do or if I listen to you, it's going to make sense to me because I can be I, – I, I'm like you. you. You hang out. You talk about the mm-hmm. same stuff I hang out with. You're yeah. just a and person. That's why my gym is growing so much because – I am relatable. I am the normal guy. I'm not some super rich, famous fighter. I am a normal guy that has just worked my ass off to get two black belts. Mm-hmm. And because of that, people look at me like, well, fuck, this guy can do it. I can do it because mm-hmm. I am relatable. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's talk about starting a podcast. That's I listen. I'm a big podcast listener. Yeah. And at first it seems like, hell no, there's no fucking way I could do that. I'd love to do it. It's like a dream to do it. But it's possible. Look at you now. If you, if you put put the work in, it's possible for anything. I think. Yeah. That's that's something I think it's like lost today is people want shit handed to them. And oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's like whether it's jujitsu, for instance, you got to put that fucking work in to progress to get get to the next belt. And with the podcast. I don't know how I just compared a podcast to jujitsu, but <laughs> but with this podcast, like there's a lot of behind the scenes work we have to put in to make this thing continue to progress. And like we were telling you, we've had episodes we recorded where everything's all fucked up. We can't release them. And it's like God damn yeah, it. Kevin says stupid shit. Kevin gets a little has a little too many uh, <laughs> fucking white claws. <laughs> too many white claws and starts no. But it was, I mean, or the audio's fucked up or whatever. And like this, we're recording this right now. Sounds good in my headphones. We get done and the audio could be complete shit and I lose a whole episode, you know, and it's, yeah. so it's these little, little stresses and I try not to stress on it too much because I'm trying to approach it like this is something we're doing for fun. Yeah. We're just going to keep rolling with it. And, you know, people can assume that you never know what someone's putting into something to make it happen. You know, how much, like how much gay porn have we been in just to like fund this? <laughs> like you, we, we brought up your only fans before, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He always Sorry. tries to drag me into it, but what do you mean? Like it's, it's a his, team effort. It's his only. <laughs> it's <fans>. a team <laughs> effort. <laughs> but no, like there is there are sacrifices when you own 
a business or you're trying to succeed in some, you've made plenty of them to have what you have. What I'm sitting here doing all by myself yeah. right now. I mean, yeah. I, granted, I've had people come in and help, but like I sat for what time is it? Right. Almost four probably now. Yeah, I sat here for two and a half, three hours just waiting. Mm-hmm. That's for hard. An inspector and to show. Who up. else is going to sit here and wait? Exactly. <laughs> just you. I mean, I had to build build all this stuff. I rebuild all this stuff. Yeah. You know, it's. But that's what we do for it's it's a labor of love to get mm-hmm. where we want to be and get what we want to have and yeah. all that good stuff. Well, and, and learning to like adapt on the fly when you put your whole entire floor down and oh shit, I got to tear it back up now. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was it's, rough. <laughs> and once again, I'll compare what we're doing. Like today we had something set ready to roll podcast wise that got pushed and we're like, God damn it. I, I took the day off work, all that shit. And luckily I have friends like you who I could be like, dude, you want to do a podcast? Yeah, Cause I've been wanting to rely on me. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we've been talking about doing this anyway. So I'm glad it worked out. But like you got, if you want to be successful at things, you got to also know how to adapt and not just like, Oh, my whole day's ruined now because I didn't get what I wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and keep pushing on as hard as I can be. I mean, it's easy to say, but there's, yeah. So just adaptability people that don't adapt just crumble when things get a little hard, you know, it's, that goes back thousands of years. You know, I'm not really a religious person, but you can go back into the Bible, right? It's easy for like a rich man to give until he's not rich anymore. Then you really see his true colors. Mm. But I like being around the people who, no matter what financial position they are, they will give, whether it's Mm -hmm. physically, financially, mentally to somebody else, because it'll be there for them. Those are people who are strong, no matter what, if they're rich or they're poor, shit's not going right in their life. They're always going to be a stand-up person. And you'll usually see people like that in weird CrossFit gyms, jiu-jitsu gyms, because these are people who aren't afraid of humility. Yeah. Like, I will learn. I will be a student again. Mm-hmm. And then the people you see doing bro shit out at the regular gyms or not wanting to be humble, wow, go figure they're selfish assholes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I see a lot of that in, uh, in my gym also. Like, we'll get guys that – I've had one fight come in thinking they're God's gift to MMA, wanting to get free training so that they can <laughs> put my name out there and I could become a famous because of them. And then you get guys like, we have this guy at our gym, Tyson. I mean, the guy's a black belt and a martial art. Um, he knows what he's doing. He's having fun. Uh, he's told me he's never fought or anything like that. And he just not something he ever wanted to do. He's about my age. But he's in there, and he's got Sophie correcting him on technique, and he's the first one to go, oh, yeah, okay, I'll, mm. I'll start doing that now. Yeah, and humility. I mean, the guy's my age. He's got a black belt in his own form, whatever form it is that he does, and he's listening to Sophie, who's not a black belt yet, but he understands it, you're always learning or mm-hmm. you're not getting ever going to get mm-hmm. any better. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's humility is a huge thing, and it's something a lot of people unfortunately lack. Yeah. And I, I'm sure you see that a lot in, yeah. in, in well, martial arts. Like, like, like we talked about, the, was, I can't remember who it was us talking about this the other day, but it's people growing up these days not being corrected. It's like, oh, no, you're great no matter what. Oh, you choked the kid out of school? He's he's an angel. I don't know why he did that, <laughs> you know. And, you know, it's like, and so now they are they don't have the humility. They didn't grow up with it. You know, they're getting a ribbon for seventh place. Wow, that person's going to be in prison in 15 years. Because he's going to have a high self-esteem that he hasn't earned. So he thinks he can do whatever he wants to do and take advantage of people. Next time he's in prison, right? Like, they need that. People need that discipline. They need... I'm not saying you have to be abusive. That's what I'm saying. It was like with uh, with John, with Vivian, if it's in the fall. It's like, get up, brush your teeth, go rake the leaves. It's not because I'm lazy. I would prefer just doing everything myself. But she needs that. Yeah. She just needs just to get up and be lazy, you know? Well, yeah. it's one of the biggest programs they took, I think, uh, took out of my high school. It was a high school or junior high. It was uh, it was a rank program, and you get uh, our colors were horrible, horrible colors, orange, <laughs> orange and gray. Okay, so gr- uh, orange shorts, gray shirt. If you got a certain level of fitness, you got a star. You got to sew on your shorts. The next step was green shorts, blue shorts, then gold shorts. Gold shorts were every, there's like two kids each year that maybe got gold mm-hmm. shorts. <laughs> And, uh, I, my, I didn't get anything my first three years that I was there. Wait, was it, or was it first year? It might've been, I can't remember if it was junior high or high school, but let's say it was junior high. My first year, I didn't get nothing. Uh, just 
No, it was high school. The first three years, I got nothing, not even a star. And I was trying to be in shape, but I just, I wasn't there. And uh, I see all these people ranked with all NPE. They have their shorts and just looking at them like, I fucking hate you guys. (laughs) I want those shorts. I I want that star. And my last year, I got a star. I was so excited. I worked my butt off for it. And I did everything I could just to get that star. That was like the first step to actually being athletic not even the green shorts blue shorts gold shorts it was it was a star and i was so proud of that and the fact that kids they took that out of the high school yeah the the schools it it fucking annoys me because it's just one less thing they can strive for one less thing that's teaching them hard work ethic you know what i mean yeah well it also goes like when kids are just or anybody's just handed stuff they don't appreciate it like you said, how much you appreciate it after yeah. busting your ass year after year after year, then you appreciate it way more when it happens yeah. for you. And yeah. keep it simple. We, the I don't know how long people have been saying this. It builds character. So like people just said, "Oh, that's an old time thing." Okay, well, I don't want to talk. I'm going to talk shit. Fuck him. Uh, <laughs> like that that boxer Jake Paul. I don't see. I don't see him having any character. Mm. You know, he was, he's a YouTuber. He was a YouTuber. <laughs> he's just one of those like entitled mouthy kids who gets famous yeah. and all of a sudden I'm going to be a boxer. He has a bunch of But money. I see no character development in that him or the people surrounding him, how they were all acting. I saw a video of how they are all acting yeah. towards uh, Woodley. Like, that, where's the respect at? Like, that's yeah. just how you talk to people. That's It's uncalled for, you know? Like, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't start swinging. Like, that was super professional of Tyron Woodley just to stand there and take that, you know? Like, well, unfortunately, there's a lot of entitled people out there in the world, but like we're trying to do with this podcast is get people on here who are not that way. And right. show people that there's good fucking people out there. Oh that, yeah, that have worked their asses off for what they have, and and so far we've done a good job with getting people like Cruz and our other guests on who, yeah, have earned their way to whatever they're doing now, and it's kind of cool to show other people that. That's the one thing I like about martial arts. It is the a great equalizer when it comes to that, especially when I get to tell people, no, I'm not. I'm not going to be wrapping a belt around your waste this time no yeah. you didn't show up enough and i don't like ha- getting to do that or having to do that but i like the fact that i get to choose whether or not they've done enough work mm-hmm. as opposed to going well you've paid your due uh, by dues i mean money not yeah real dues where you put in the work but you paid your dues enough times gone by let's just give you your belt i'm never gonna do that i, I yeah. never will it's just and that's why I like martial arts so much is because when I'm running it, if you have a belt, you've earned it. Mm. Plain and simple. Yeah. And I mean, that, that even goes back because I've watched your kids' classes. Little kids, you still make them earn it. Yeah. And it, it's, nothing's handed to them, which I think is really important for kids. Yeah. I think it's important for anybody, but especially when you're developing as a child, it's, it's much better to have to earn the things you have. And that's something, you know, we're all, we're all dads trying to teach my own kids like yeah you have to work for stuff it can't be handed to you and we've talked about this a bunch on on here how you want your kids to have it better than you had it but there's a line there where it's like you don't want it too easy you want them to have some struggle yeah you That's gotta, you gotta one play thing, the struggle there's a saying out there that i really like is uh don't buy your kids the things that you didn't have teach them the things that you didn't learn or yeah. some, teach them the things that weren't taught to you that you wish you would have taught. I, I don't know exactly. It was a lot more eloquent than what I can, I can't think <laughs> well, of right now. I know now, what you're saying though. Teach yeah. them the things you want them to know or that you, you learn rather than give them the things that you wanted to have. Yeah. yeah. And if you can't teach them, if you don't know how to teach them, find somebody that does. Yeah. Exactly. And something like I've been trying to live by the last few years <clears throat> because I wanted to turn from being like, cause a lot of people don't know how to discern between, am I going to be a, a strict stern parent or their friend? Neither be a mentor. Because as soon as you have to mentor someone, you check yourself. Yeah. Be a mentor. And for a quote that I always take up and say in my own head is, be the person you needed as a child. Like, who did I need? What was I missing? Like, I know exactly what it was. I needed direction and a constant father figure. So I'm going to apply the direction because I always craved it. I craved the military because I wanted someone to be like, here's what you're doing, motherfucker, and here's your goal. That's what I needed. Yeah. So I, that's what I'm going to apply. Direction. And constantly being there for them. And that's the two big things for me right now, you know? Yeah, I think that's, that makes a lot of sense because a lot of kids, they don't have what they need. Now, yeah. Me and you didn't. I don't know how 
Well, I, I do know some of your childhood, so I do know. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, you've told me some stories, and it's I, like I didn't really have what I should have had. No, no, and <laughs> I think if you can make that aspect of your own child's life better, then you're doing you're doing something right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, like for me, it was a little bit lack of direction as well, but it was also like. Like, we've talked about this, buying the houses we bought in the neighborhood we bought them in. We want our kids to be proud of the place they live at. Mm-hmm. That's something neither of us had when we were kids. And it's like, I want them to be proud of where they live and be able to not be embarrassed to have a friend over. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. something. It's like, But then you get to that. See, that's why you, when you start making them build shit. Yeah. Build shit in the house or <clears throat> out for out back or out mm-hmm. front or whatever. You make them build shit. So when they bring people over, like, hey, come check. Yeah, like yep. I did this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it but then there's that line too where it's like you don't want them to have too nice of things because then they're spoiled, you know. What yeah. I mean? And it's Oh man, it's, I'm I'm throwing away to- so many toys as soon as my wife moves out, fucking these toys are getting given away. They well, we so what, what we do with that is like there's not a certain timeline, but every now and then, especially if they're wanting more toys, we say, "Okay, go to the toy closet. Pick out this many however many toys that you want to donate and they'll do it they'll pick them out and then we take them with us to drop it off at like salvation army or youth ranch or whatever it is so they see like this is going to somebody who didn't have this they they can't get this like you did that's what we do we we make them and go we make them go pick out the the toys that gotta walk the green mile yeah (laughs) actually we we need to do that we're we're due because we have so many damn toys in that house. Then yeah. like 90% of them, they don't touch. Like when my kids come over to your house, I want it to be easy. So it's like, okay, put away those 10 toys, yeah. not like the 47,000. Oh, yeah, you've seen, yeah, his kids will come play. And the kids will go up and take toys out like kids do. And there's a million toys just fucking, especially his little, you know, three-year-old boy. Yeah. He's just tearing through like a tornado wanting to play with everything. And, yeah, we need we, we need to thin it, thin it yeah. out a little bit. <laughs> Anytime kids come over to our house, yeah, they go go play in the playroom, and that's where all the toys are. Mm-hmm. It? All the kids, or most kids that come over now, they all understand the rules. But even when there's a new one, hey, yell yell downstairs, hey everyone, parents are leaving, clean everything up. The new mm-hmm. kids will usually run up, yeah, yeah, and then like, what are you doing? Well, it's time to go. Yeah, you see those other kids down there cleaning? Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get down there and clean. Well, and that's yeah. like with, with, his, with his kids when they were first coming over to our house, it was kind of the same thing. Now, when his kids come over, especially his older daughter, because she can comprehend what's going on more than a three year old, it might take us saying, Hey, you got to clean that before you leave. But they do it now. Like what last weekend when you guys were over, whenever that was, mm-hmm. Vivian cleaned stuff up. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Colton's kids too. The, his daughters, when they come over, like, Hey, time to clean up. You guys going home? And it, all the kids just fly into a frenzy of cleaning <laughs> real quick, and then they run up because yeah. they know how it works. Well, yeah. that, that's actually a conversation me and Kevin were having the other day about like correcting other people's kids or other people correcting your kids. Like, if my kid's being an asshole and I'm not there to correct him, I hope somebody does. And I'm that way. I'll correct other people's kids even if I don't know that person. If I see him out of line, oh yeah, I will say Absolutely. something. And like what we were at the park with our kids the other day, yeah. and these. <laughs> It's funny because Kevin judges everybody. He's he's like harsh judgments on everybody it's before not, he knows. I'm it. not a harsh judgment. It's the, <laughs> it's the, um, yeah. Never mind. You, you I, judge. I, I can I can professionally somehow profile people. It's not judging. I oh, profile so, them. So like, oh, you drive a 1998 fucking Dodge Durango. I know what you're about. <laughs> well, to his point. I get it. So we're 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 at the park. <laughs> These kids show up on bikes, probably. 12, 13 years old. One of them has his phone playing like this like loud rap, which I was a kid once. I get it. And it was like, you know, full of swear words and all that. And Kevin instantly says, those kids are little shit bags. I'm like, dude, they might be really good kids. Don't fucking judge them just because they're music. He's like, I'm telling you. Not five minutes later, they're on the playground equipment with our little kids dropping the F-bomb here, F-bomb there. And I'm like, God damn it, Kevin, you were right. <laughs> so I walk over and I'm like, hey, I'm like, how about we don't talk like that when there's little kids around? I'm like, how would your parents feel about that? And they look stunned that someone said something to them. Nobody ever says anything to those yeah, kids, I guarantee obviously. it. Obviously. And then we, there's two parks there. And I was like, all right, my kids, Kevin's kids, let's go over to the other park. I don't want you hanging out with these guys. 
And it was like, God damn it, Kevin, you were right. <laughs> I've always been a good judge of character, though. Whenever like we're in high school and you or Will would bring new friends around, and I would know like that's a fucking dipshit right there. You'd be like, No, he's so cool, and I was always right. Like I I know a shit bag when I see one. <laughs> like I'm a yeah. people watcher, and I can't help it. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way too. But that was just like I started out uh, working security at bars, mm-hmm. and the best time to watch people is yeah. when they're drunk. It's <laughs> yeah. it's the easiest time to tell how they're going to act, what they're going to do, and over time, little by little, earlier in the night, I got better at reading people. So it got to the point where I was reading them walking in the door before they had a drink. I'm like, oh fuck, this guy's going to be fighting someone <laughs> yeah. here yeah. soon, and that's that. That's how I got good at reading people. I'm a decent yeah. judge of character. My problem is, is I give people too many chances. Like I can see it from a mile away that uh, they're going to be a dipshit, but I'm like, maybe they're going to change <laughs> or, or maybe, you know, they did this uh, this time. If I give them another shot, they're not going to do it next time. And that's something I've gotten better at as I've gotten older, like learning how to just, nope, yeah. you're fucking cut off. I'm done with you. But I still have that issue where I, I, I give mean, too many chances. Everybody always has that asshole in their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't care how good of a judge of character you are. You know they're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, but they're your asshole. Yeah, yeah. they're your asshole. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's different type types of them too. Like there's some that like oh, I can let it slide because there's so much more I like about the person than that yeah, one bad, right. bad part. But yeah, it's yeah. But Kevin, man, he judges everybody, and unfortunately, he's usually right. <laughs> After I'm like, dude, Wait, give him a chance. So, what were your thoughts on me firsthand? Well, because I knew you were a jujitsu in- instructor. I was like, okay, so he's had struggle. So I was like, there's not going to be an issue. He's humble. Yeah. Cause yeah. Not, but not all the instructors are humble. You're right. I'm, I, because you're right. Because when I had initially started it right before I left for the army, it was at a place here and it was the other way around. It was like the typical, like, all right, let's roll or like that. And it would just like, fuck you up. Tap, and then, snap af- or nap, and then afterwards they invite everyone out to go get high with them. Like, and so you know those are not the good kind of guys. Those are not mentors. Those are I wanna I wanna I wanna have fun doing what I'm doing, so I'll open a gym and then just have a, a big crew to roll around with, mm-hmm. right? And that's how I feel like they were. Um but all it took I think was me meeting you and just saying, Oh, super down to earth. He, you didn't come off as like what's the word like bravado. There we go. Yeah. It wasn't like, Oh, what's up, dude? Like you know, it was like Like I was a fighter for you you never like start with that in a conversation. No. no. I mean, if someone looks at you and they know anything about MMA, they can kind of tell you were a fighter and your, your ears give it up, you know? And right. But someone's, someone's, when you can so anyway, like meeting, you were meeting someone, it's like, I know it's like the posture, yeah. the posture, the way you walk up to someone, shake their hand. It's like, it's comes evident right there. Mm-hmm. Cause a douchebag will literally take his time walking up to you. Maybe look away, shake your hand, looking in your eyes, and then you really know like he doesn't give a fuck about me. So why am I going to learn from this person? Uh, but you know, when someone sees like, "Hey, I'm giving you my undivided attention for, for five seconds," you know, okay, he has respect. So yeah. he's probably going to treat me with respect. Meaning he's not just going to tap me out in five seconds to be an asshole. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like quick right there. It's like okay. So you didn't think I was an asshole then? No. Nice. No. no. It, it might have. Sorry, I went the long way around. Yeah, but no, it, it's the same thing. Like when when I first came in your gym with my kid. I I think I've told you. We might have talked about this on the first time you were on. Looking at you, I'm like, yeah, he looks like a fighter. Like, you look like a rough dude. But as soon as you open your mouth start talking, I can tell you, like, had a kind heart. Because you're, you're very, what's the word? Like, you're, you don't, like, come on strong to somebody when you talk. You have, like, a soft tone to your voice. You don't come off as a dickhead. And okay. you, you have, like, the rough exterior because you got... Well, maybe you didn't get punched in the face, but you punched people in the face for a living for a long time and got punched in the face, I'm sure. So you, you have a rough look to you, but as soon as you start talking to somebody. I think he's telling me I'm ugly. Yeah, dude. You look like you got punched in the face, I'm going to talk, but, but no. But you, no, you, my nose isn't smashed, Jake. Jeez. That's true. You have a pretty Why straight nose. sitting here telling me I'm ugly and everything. <laughs> but no, like, like you, you look like a fighter. And then I, I, I pretty sure I did say this on the first episode. Anytime I tell anybody about you, I'm like, yeah, he looks like a rough dude. He's not. He's not like a mean was, was Last night we were talking about uh, something. I don't know what we were talking about, but I, it came up. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just like a teddy bear. And I look at Jeremy. Uh, you know who Jeremy mm-hmm. is, right? One of the jiu-jitsu guys. And I wasn't talking to him when I was saying this. I was talking to whoever I was talking to. I'm like, let's say you're Jeremy. I'm like, oh, I'm just like a teddy bear. I just like to snuggle. <laughs> <laughs> and he just started laugh nervously laughing. It was funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think 
like first impressions on people are most time right, I think. But then there's times where they're not. I like I said, I give too, people too many chances. Typically, I had a lot of dumbass friends growing up. The ones that he was talking about that like <laughs> he could tell right away, and then we ended up getting in trouble and all that because of those dumbasses. Dude, I still like that. My favorite fruit's grapples. <laughs> I'm still thinking about that. <laughs> What's your favorite fruit? Grapples. Well, one of you said grapefruit. The other one said apples. Yeah. yeah. Like, Just came together. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That, I like might, that might be a good combo. Yeah. Oh, shit. I mean, I figured it was fitting where we're sitting and yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when we had you, what well, you were episode number two, right? He was two? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That, it was funny because you were our second episode, but even up to like the first five or six, you were the most downloaded episode until Sophie came on and she surpassed you, which, oh, I assume so. which I didn't see it happening because of how many, know her that well, how man. many people you, <laughs> but how many people you know, and like your, your history and fighting and stuff. We can understand. Like I'm, I'm well known, but I'm, I'm oh, the way I like to explain it. You look at, uh, what's that movie? Uh, Jason Bourne mm-hmm. or, uh, there's a part in Ocean's Eleven where they tell Matt Damon, "You, you got to be memorable, but easily forgotten." Yeah, right? yeah. I'm, I am that guy. Like, I am known by so many famous people, but I don't come to mind when they think about people that do what I do. You did when Tim Kennedy was on Joe Rogan. Well, yeah, but I he, mean, I, that, I just, that was cool to hear your name mentioned on there. It really was. Yeah, it was. But I mean, like. I, I was part of a group of people he was naming off. It's yeah. not like he came yeah. straight to me. Like I am easily remembered, but also easily forgotten. Yeah. So when people see my name, they go, oh, yeah, no, I want to listen to that. But then when they get time to do it, they don't think about it anymore. Yeah. Whereas like Sophie, she is larger than life. Oh, yeah, bubbly personality. And she is just big and out there. and Everybody loves her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody that loves her that knows me loves me too. Yeah. They don't love me the way they love yeah, her. Yeah. Like they want they'll have to remember to listen to my podcast yeah. that I'm on with you. They'll go out and search for yeah. hers. Well, yours yours did well, like especially for it being brand new podcast, we didn't have anybody listening. I think because you shared it, you had a lot of people that know you listen. And yeah, but then when she came on, we had joked about that when she was on. She's like, "Yeah, watch my episode past cruises jokingly." And after Dude, I could have told you that before she came <laughs> and, and, it, and it did. And then like, I haven't looked in a long time, like at the older episodes, but they kind of have all evened out a little bit in how many listens. Cause you get, we get all these new people listening who yeah. will go back and listen to the old ones as well. Usually it's the first episode. They want to see what we were about in the beginning, yeah. which is kind of embarrassing. How, yeah. How bad it sounded. <laughs> like, uh, like you said with these mics, you have to hold them right here. Yeah. Cause the other ones you could have them across the room and you'd hear, me talking but you right heard now. everything yeah, but you heard everything every little like even the farts you were holding and somehow they popped up yeah yeah like, i was holding that in <laughs> like how did it get on there <laughs> yeah so like the it's 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 almost embarrassing for people to go back but then again it's also cool because they see how we've grown with the podcast yeah the, the progress is that's one of the biggest things for mm-hmm. anything that people love to see they love yeah. to see that progress they love to see the achievement and mm-hmm. what you guys are doing and pulling off versus let's say you were two rich guys that had all the money in the world. Just I'm going to start with this perfect product. Yeah. 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 They love to see that struggle. And that's yeah. what I was talking about earlier. It's, I don't know. It's, it's important. I think to see people grow too, but it is embarrassing for them to, especially since we're not, we don't have, like I say, older episodes, we don't have that many episodes. We've done 30 something. Mm-hmm. So it's not that long ago where it's like, this yeah. sounded really shitty. But yeah, but yeah. still progress. Got to keep growing. But yeah, I I could have told you from day one, Sophie would have so many more well, views. It than also helped that Chuck did share her episode. That helped too. Oh, did he? Yeah, he shared it. And oh, nice. Because she messaged me, she's like, "Oh shit, you made it!" Because Chuck Liddell shared our podcast, which was fucking cool. That was awesome to see. But I think when when you were on, John shared yours. Yeah, and that was big too. I mean, he's a fucking legend in in the martial arts world. Yeah. It's funny. But, we were, uh, I was talking to my bo- uh, my old boss uh, in sighting, and uh, I think it was like last month or something. And when I first went to work for him, I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm an ex-fighter. I used to do this and that. I've done some construction. And he told me, he's like, yeah, when you told me that you were an ex-fighter, I thought you were just another one of these clowns <laughs> from around here that 
thought he was going to be some new up and coming fighter that maybe had a fight. And I just figured, oh, fuck, I got to deal with this again. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but it didn't turn into that, though, did it? He's like, no, <laughs> you showed up. I figured out who you were. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. This is legit. Like, real, <laughs> real deal. Well, and that's the thing, like, especially living where we live in Idaho. There's not many fighters out of here. There's becoming more nowadays. Like, I know SPG has a few pro fighters. But uh, the only one I know from there really is Jesse. He pretty much has the same fucking backstory I do. Really? Jesse is, he's such a good See, guy. See, and I, I don't know, I don't know guy. much about him. I, I you, know who he is. You should get him on here. He actually, part would, of, be a good one. He was, he was part of Team Alpha Male. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Um, and with, I think minus like four or five years, mm-hmm. he has the exact same backstory as I do. Really? Yeah. I mean, just yeah. with that team instead of the pit fight team. I know maybe. they have one, okay. one woman fighter out there who she fights Vita. for Bellator. Yeah. 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 She's actually, she's really good friends with my brother-in-law's girlfriend. And we've been trying, she's trying to get her to come on. And she's like, I told her all about you. She's going to reach out. She hasn't reached out. So I'm like, talk to Jesse, maybe I'll get Jesse out. on here. That'll change. But that, that'd be, yeah. he'd be a good one. And also it helps. I told He's you. He's real about. quiet though. He doesn't, he doesn't talk a lot. Uh, that will. You, you know what you can ask him about? Uh, passing out in the lawn chair in my house, <laughs> in my, out my backyard. Yeah. All he, the kids were sitting around him. Like, cause there's like six of us sitting in lawn chairs, just chilling. Mm-hmm. And he passed out and all the adults went up to the deck and all the kids sat around him. <laughs> He's just laying there, passed out in the lawn chair. <laughs> no, he'd, he'd be a good one. That, that is somebody I might reach out to because I told you about the guy, Paul Sharp, which now he's coaching his gym. Yeah. So I kind of have an in with him and I have an in through you too. So yeah, he might be one to reach out to. Yeah. He'd be a good one to have if you can get him to talk. Yeah. Well, he, I'm we, sure he's got a lot of stories. We've had a couple <laughs> people on here who didn't seem like big talkers, but you put a mic in front of them and they start talking and that's, that's become, that's kind of cool to watch because we've luckily not had a dud yet of an interview. Like we've had a couple people, we don't know anything about them other than what we've seen online. Yeah. And then it's like, man, we're going to get them on. They're going to suck. And we've had a couple that started off kind of rough and it's like, uh Oh, this episode's going to go in the trash. <laughs> but then they, they, something happens. Like they get, maybe they get more comfortable or what? Well, I mean, we're likable, I guess <clears throat> we try to be, and we're not like, we're not doing a podcast to be dicks to people. So it's no. like, I'm going to talk shit about other people that aren't here. Cause I'm tough, but, <laughs> but, but, you know, when if we feel uncomfortable, it's like well, we're going to make them comfortable. Yeah. We're going to make them yeah. like us, and then well, get you, it. You're not going to yeah. be like that, Zach Galifianakis between oh, the between two, oh two ferns. ferns or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, like like we had Dude. we had another pro fighter on after you. He fights for Bellator. He lives down in Florida, and we had him on through Zoom. I met him once. That's how I kind of knew him for about 15 minutes. So I didn't know much about him. I've watched him fight. And I reached out to him online. He came on. But going into that, it's like, I don't know this guy at all. He could be a complete dickhead. Or he could just not want to talk. And it started off rough. He, the first thing he said when we started, he's like, so how long does this thing go? Like 15, 20 minutes? And me and Kevin look at each other like, have you never listened to a podcast before? They usually go longer than that. I think he was saying that to have an out. If we were idiots, he could be like, oh, okay, well, I got to go, guys. It turned out being like 45 minutes. It was a good conversation. It got good. And I've been rooting for him ever since. Odds I are. like I the mean, guy now. 90% of the fighters that you're going to do this with, they're mm-hmm. going to be fucking decent people. Yeah. It's just whether or not they can talk or not. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other 10%, sorry to be you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And good luck. Like I said, we've been lucky so far with even people we don't know. And then there's people like, like I said, we see them online. We respect what they're doing with their business or something. We've never met them in person. They could be a complete dick, but we've been lucky so far. That's good. That's I, good. I hope it continues to go that way. But then like guys like you, who I know you, I know you're going to be good. And I know I could sit and have a conversation with you because we've done it off mic a hundred times. Well, you know that if one becomes a dud, <coughs> shit, Cruz, we need Dude, to do another you're, one. You're can, the man. Can we, can we come uh, do one with you real quick for this week? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was surprised today because it was a last minute thing. I was like, shit, he's probably coaching class. He's probably busy. I shouldn't even bug him. But I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna shoot shoot my shot and see if see if he answers." Yeah, so. Shoot your load, dude. Yeah, just sh- I just shot my load. Are we talking yeah. about OnlyFans again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ke- Kevin's OnlyFans. He uh, he likes to kind of keep it a secret, but he wants people to find it, so he always dro- mentions it. But. Yeah, it's actually just most mostly me eating ice cream in front of people. <laughs> In a, in a crop top. Is it like that blind guy, uh, the guy that sits around and he's blind and he does it real se- sensually in front of women until they really get all crazy about it and then he gets up with his blind? I have no uh, idea. I've never heard of that. I haven't either. That? <laughs> no. Videos. It'll be a guy. He's wearing sunglasses. He doesn't have his cane out or anything. And he's just, he's licking ice cream just. 
as sensual as he can when there's women around. Yeah. I, he might not be, be blind because I assume he sees these women and he's doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. And when they start like making motions and like, like, Hey, what's up? Flip out his cane, stand <laughs> up oops, and start walking away. And then you'll see, you'll see them making the, Oh shit face. Like, Oh, I thought he was doing that to me. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, I guess if you can't see it, it feels better, right? You you should really start an OnlyFans, Kevin. Yeah, let me just thin out a little bit. Oh, like I I I legit thought he actually had. No, one he does. You guys are talking about this. <laughs> no, he doesn't. We we joke about it all the time, though. But I mean, I I honestly could see it. We, no, we, we <laughs> just we just run with jokes and don't let up on them. Like the time uh, Benito took me out, was it for my birthday? I think I was turning twenty nine. This is a few years ago, and. We went to this little bar. It was just like it was basically us and a ton of women in there. And Benito the whole time made it appear that we were a couple. <laughs> and then after the bartender, the lady thought we were a couple. He just let, and she made a comment. He was like, "Oh yeah, I need to grab my hand." Just like nonchalant. He, like he just kept it going. And then it was like, "Oh my gosh." He's really good at my brother-in-law. He's talking about. He's really good at like deadpan. Yeah. Staying serious when it's a complete joke. And he'll make everybody uncomfortable, including his friends who know he's fucking around, like to break character now. And he won't. And he'll do yeah. this. We used to be driving down the road and he'd reach over and grab my hand. We'd sit, be sitting at a stoplight and he'd grab my hand and he'd look over and he'd go, we're gay. <laughs> and we were, we were teenagers, you know, and I'm like, what are you doing, dude? But he, that's just him. Yeah. So Not that there's anything wrong with being gay. but No, it was just how the joke just doesn't like, it's like, oh, I'm just joking. It's like yeah. it went on for like yeah. three or four hours until, you know, actually, I don't think we told anybody. We just like left like, bye, yeah. good night. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Kevin's yeah. OnlyFans has been a running joke on here for a while. So when he does start one, everybody hey, but, will be ready for but it. But the yeah. fact that I wasn't surprised <laughs> and I thought it was legit, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Well, you might have yeah. something there. You you guys were talking about doing something outside of the podcast. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Well, and you're, I was going to say recently, but soon to be a single man. Mm-hmm. You could start up an OnlyFans, sell feet pics or whatever they do on there. <laughs> <laughs> I guess feet are the new boobs, right? Uh, yeah. dude, I've yeah. heard stories of people, even like men, making a bunch of money doing that shit. Really? That's so, I've been told I got nice that's feet. That's so weird. You should put, <laughs> put them on there. That's, that's so weird, though. Ugh. I mean, especially women make a bunch of money on there, I guess. And there's, oh, I bet. I guess there's people that are into everything. You, out know, there, what, you know what I read? There's people on there, like chefs that have OnlyFans that do it purely to sell, like, what they're cooking. Like, they don't get yeah. any kind of nudity or anything well, like the, that. It's that's just... A, that's how I started this whole joke, yeah. was we were, we were starting OnlyFans page to cook uh, pancakes or something. Yeah, you said, you said <laughs> cooking pancakes naked. Yeah, there we go. Which, you know, it's funny is I put a little clip on YouTube of him saying that, and I titled it, cooking pancakes naked it got so many fucking views <laughs> and it's probably i was telling him it's probably a bunch of 15 year old kids typing in naked on youtube yeah and that comes up and they're like yes and then it's us sitting there talking about cooking pancakes <laughs> <laughs> a couple of dad bod white guys yeah but no uh i don't know where we, why that all came up but kevin's only fans guys check it out it's coming yeah it's coming we'll put it like a world <laughs> premiere or something yeah Ah, shit. But anyway, so let's get back to your new spot. When do you think you can, you're going to be open there? Do you even know yet? I'm hoping here in the next week and a half or two. Um, our, uh, grand opening is coming up pretty soon. So yeah, yeah, hopefully inside. Well, now that as of today, you got the go ahead to finish some shit up. Yeah. We might be opening up a lot, a lot quicker. Yeah. So yeah. Cause I mean, I've been, I've been reposting shit on our, our Instagram for you for it. Oh, thank you. But when we'll release this, I don't really when, get on the Insta book or the Facegram. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's a weird thing because I've always had social media, but I've never like really used it to like promote my how cool I am or anything. Yeah, but did you ever have the MySpace? I sure as shit did. Like, where you could, I mean, it's probably still there. I better all of our MySpace teenage still girls there. off since fucking. <laughs> Day one, who's your top eight? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I bet. I bet if you went to MySpace, they're all probably still there too. I forgot they are. I that. checked on mine the other day. Yeah, I don't know how to get in, but it's still there. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. And but no, I've had social media and stuff forever. And there was like a time with Instagram, I was like trying to post pictures of myself, but it got uncomfortable. Like I'm like, I'd rather just post pictures of my kids and shit. Yeah, but that's since what we I do. since we started the podcast, I'm trying to push the podcast. I don't feel as weird about that because it's not me. I'm, I'm not a narcissist. I don't want to push just myself. 
Yeah. If it's like what me and Kevin are doing with this, I feel comfortable you with it. You know how hard it was to post all them fucking fights of myself? Oh, dude, that was awesome, by the that way. Was, I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad you like did. I five fights left that uh, I haven't posted. I, w- <laughs> I watched every single one you posted, and I, I, I'm glad you, you did that because it was cool. Even all, even all the rough beats that I had. Well, and my kids, who have had you as a coach, both loved to see that. I showed both of them your fights. And I was like, see, this is what Cruz did before he was coaching you guys. And right. they were both like in awe, like, holy crap. Should, you know how long it took <clears throat> me to finally pull the trigger on that? I, I'm I, glad you did. I hate putting stuff yeah. about mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable. accolades online. Or like, it's because you, you feel like a dick when yeah, you, you're posting yeah, how cool absolutely. you are. And like, I think that's why like with your gym, you could post shit about your gym because it's your business. You're. I and mean, you don't even do the posting. No, it's so, I let do. I can't do it. I, I, I feel like an asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, and and I'm not knocking anybody who does post themselves. Good, good on you. But I just, I'm honestly, I wish I could. Do me too. It. Me too. I wish I could be better about me it. Me too. Yeah. But like with the podcast, I don't feel as weird because it's not just about me. It's about our guests. We're trying to highlight our guests more than ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And we do have. We've had people tell us like, "Hey, we like the behind the scenes stuff." Because I've posted a couple things. Like I posted Kevin beatboxing one day. <laughs> he was because and we didn't even air that, but we had it on video, and he's sitting there beatboxing, and I was I was standing up getting shit ready, and I was like dancing to his beatbox, <laughs> <laughs> and the little clip was funny. I posted, it, people fucking loved it, and I'm like, okay, I was telling Kevin we need to post like more behind the scenes of me and you because people seem to like it. So like on the drive down here, I just took little tiny short videos yeah. and posted. Well, if you them. think about it, you got you got a little machine out here. What's the first thing anybody's gonna want to do? They're going to want to look inside that machine. Yeah, yeah. See how it works. Yeah, yeah. See how the sausage is made. The curiosity is just a natural human instinct of how things are done. There's Mm -hmm. a scientist in all of us is whether or not that, whether or not you get a chance to use it. But yeah. There's a scientist in all of us yeah, curious, curious about how things work. Yeah. That's it, why I hated but also appreciated movies from like the 80s and 90s because they would like good movies like, you know, thrillers and sci-fi because it left so much to think about. You're like, how did that happen? How did it end? Where did the, where did they come from? Especially in the sci-fi movies, you know, where like you wanted to know, you know, like what's the backstory here? You're like, you know, like an alien, for instance, where did they come from? You know, what are they doing now? Like you have that box and that curiosity. So you want to know what's inside. Like you're saying like, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. One of the, one of the reasons why unsolved mysteries was such a huge hit. Well, especially if it's something, that you already have an interest in, you want to know more about yeah. it. Like, I, I'm a podcast listener, and I love when I see the behind-the-scenes of a podcast. If people are listening to this, they obviously and are interested just, in it, so I guess. It comes full circle to like what I was saying before. It's, it, when you show the behind-the-scenes, you see the fuck-ups. You see the uh, stuff that it takes to get there, and it's stuff that mm-hmm. other people can do, and it makes you more relatable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and like, I've thought about because we have a website and I've posted, I posted a couple pictures of us on there so people can kind of know who we are. <clears throat> Even that felt weird. Like I have a couple cool pictures of like me and you practicing takedowns. I have a picture. Yeah. I love that picture. And I'm like, I thought about posting that on our podcast once people kind of know, but I'm like, no, I feel like a dickhead posting that. Like, where, hey, everybody, I do jujitsu. Where I'm sitting here, I'm thinking Check this motherfucker out. should be posting that kind of shit yeah. on his, but I, I yeah. can't. And I, 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 I did post it. it. Yeah. I posted it on my personal one back when I think I was trying to do that tournament thing, yeah. but it's it's just weird to me to like promote yourself, but people who can, I mean, well, good, good for them. Yeah, and to continue on that point, there are some people who still think, and this kind of goes back to like a generational thing, where a lot of, especially the males, didn't want to s- their kids to see them fail. They're always like, I guess it's kind of like a security thing in their mind. Like, I'm always in charge. I'm always at the top. You know, the kid sees them as a figure to look up at, but for them not to see you fail, what happens mm-hmm. when you get old and they have to wipe your ass? super uncomfortable they don't know how to take it yeah i think it's important for kids like you're like them like you you know your kids watched him fighting Mm -hmm. it's important to see him fail like oh shit he can take a punch too Mm -hmm. because they just see him as this because they're young kids they just see him as like this godly figure who knows everything and then now when they can see like oh he gets he takes hits he can fail it's more relatable again yeah. and it's actually more healthy for that relationship than it is for them not to see that. Yeah. And that's been like proven because some people still live by that and it's been proven by many child psychologists like, no, they need to see you fail. I think it's good. You know? See, the, that's, those aren't even the ones that I have a hard, I have a hard time posting the wins. 
Yeah. Right. Well, it's because you, you feel yeah, like a narcissist. Yeah. 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 You're the awesome I am. Here's all the, you know, like, yeah, exactly. But I think, yes. I think like this is another thing we've touched on on this podcast is transparency, especially with people that you want to take in what you're putting out, your business, whatever it is. Transparency is huge. People like it. Yeah. And it's like we had an episode of just me and Kevin and we were talking about transparency and out of nowhere he started talking about he's going through a divorce. I didn't know he was going to do that. And I was like, are you sure you want that out there? And he's like, yeah, dude, I want to be transparent with the people that are listening to this. Well, like leading up to that too, lots of podcasts, right? Especially once you started recording, it was obvious. Like I'm just like sitting there and I like zoned out and yeah, I zoned back you in had and talked to shit going on in your life. I was just like, I was trying to keep it together. Like I was leaving those and trying not to have a panic attack, yeah, you yeah. know, like, so it was just well, like, and when you did say that, I had a bunch of people reach out to us saying like, Hey man, you know, we're here for Kevin. Actually, Colton reached out. He was one of them. He, he's Colton, been like, he's that, that guy is probably the one, the, one of the most good hearted. Dude, I've he has met. been supporting yeah. this podcast since he's the my asshole, day we started. <laughs> yeah. And he, he he's is one yeah, of them. <laughs> he is kind of an asshole and I like him. You know, it's funny cause me and me and Kevin went to high school with Colton, never hung out with him cause we thought that dude's an asshole. Not want nothing to do with him. He was just a different crowd different type of person and then i met him in jujitsu that's a cool thing about jujitsu too or martial arts in general you can become friends with people you never thought you'd be friends with because yeah. you're sharing that struggle on the mat and they're sweating on you sweating Blood, in your sweat mouth tears choking you you're choking them and then me and colton became buddies and yeah, that's one dude and i know he listens so what's up dude <laughs> but he, he's been supporting this podcast since we started he shares almost every episode with his friends and it's he does he's that a big supporter for anybody that he really cares about like he shares any and everything yeah. he can to make sure that they can get yeah the, he's got a good heart that's for sure yeah he's he is a really i don't care what he tries to show people yeah he is a really good person yeah. like mm-hmm. he he's a good person but colton you're still an asshole anyways <laughs> but you're you're our, our asshole yeah but no, he, yeah, he's been supporting it. We have, we have a few people. You're one of them, too, that's like since we started this, have just been there like you today. I called you. Yeah, let's do it. I'm here. And, and I just happened to be wearing And he's the wearing shirt. a mission prep shirt. <laughs> supporting. Yeah. So. And no, I didn't run home as soon as you asked me. I could me tell. To it, get it. It, it. You could tell you were doing work. I've been working. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. When you walked out, that was the first thing I thought was, he put that fucking shirt on because we're coming down here. <laughs> and then I realized it had dirt on it and shit. Well. But I also told you I had to sit here and wait yeah. for the. Yeah. Inspector, so I couldn't leave. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm glad that went, that went well. That'll be good to get this place oh, done. You and me both. A little big weight off your shoulders, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, shit. I guess we can wrap up. Okay. This is. I mean, we didn't really talk much about you, but it was kind of cool <laughs> to sit and talk with you. I'm all right with yeah, that. I know. I know. <laughs> well, and I think I told you that in the beginning. Like we've tried to make this less about less like an interview and yeah. more like people are listening to us talk to each other. Yeah. What, what we kind of found we, we naturally started doing wasn't really what we tried to do on purpose is like, no matter who we were talking to, it became like this philosophical exchange of like, who are you as a person? Like no matter who we've been talking to, it, it turned into yeah. that versus like, what's your product about? Oh, cool. You know, it was just like, you get to know people and yeah. it's kind of like, I think that's maybe that's why it's working. Well, even know? the first yeah. time you were on, we started with, and I, that's back when I was like trying to do like questionnaires and shit and they were stupid, <laughs> but but like it's we good. we started with talking about your background, but we got into like you said more kind of philosophical stuff, and you just the conversation rolled, and that's more natural, anyways. That's uh, Sophie was kind of bummed when you guys were I, doing the yeah, superhero. I didn't ask her what her superpower was. <laughs> yeah, superpower, no, yeah. she was, she was a good guest too. She, she like you said, she just naturally has. Honestly, I told that. her if she wanted to, she could be famous inside six months. Dude, she could start a fucking podcast and it'd be successful, guaranteed. She's got the personality for it. It does not. It could be anything. Anything she starts is going to be yeah. fucking gold. It could be like a spinoff of one of ours, like Fighter in the Fat. <laughs> <laughs> fighter in the Fat. Uh, sorry. <laughs> but no, you're right. She does have that personality where... Everybody wants to be around yeah. her. Everybody wants to be her. Everybody loves her. Well, I think that's like like watching her with like the kids' classes. She's fucking awesome. She's, She's amazing. She, but, you know, you're really good with kids, too, though. That's something I'll give you credit for big time. You are okay. like my, on a personal note, my son who's autistic, who has a hard time with some things, you are so good about like pulling him aside and telling him like, Hey dude, this is how it is. And he responds to you. 
You make me sound like I'm a fucking dictator. <laughs> well, some, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you have to be a little bit. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. But like, and that's where it comes to like correcting other people's kids and stuff too. You're correcting other people's kids all day when, you, yeah, I don't when you're teaching bugs. them. And I, I don't care. That, they, if they're in my space, whether it's my yeah. house, my gym. I, I agree. You have no say so <laughs> yeah. yeah. what I'm telling them. <laughs> well, and like, yeah. like with, with him or with any kid, hearing it from somebody who's not your parent, so almost easier. always works so much easier to take it in and that's another thing i miss about my kids coming to your gym all the time is i could when they're being shitheads i'd be like you want me to call sophie and Cruz about this i just say that no i mean no what's stopping you from saying that <laughs> i know I, I should i should and it's funny like especially with byron my little one you have to bribe him with shit to make him stay on the right track and i think that's a lot of kids but that's a method i've learned that works with him it's like if he has something to look forward to or something that there's going to be something on the other end of him being a good person, he, he'll continue that path. He's and I, just goal-oriented. Well, and it's getting better mm-hmm. to where he's striving to be a good person on his own. But, like, right now, he has a Disneyland trip coming up. That's our thing right now. Anytime he even starts to act up, I say, Disneyland, that's all I have to say. And he's like, boom, right back on track. Because it's his godmother. She lives down there. She's going to take him to Disneyland. Because they're reopening, I guess, at like 25% capacity, which would be fucking awesome. No lines. Yeah. Thoughts. Uh, they'll still be lines. But, <laughs> uh, but uh, so like if you give him something to look forward to, he, it's good. The, my other son, it's like having you was awesome because it's like someone who's not his parent telling him this is how it's going to go. Man, he responded to that. And he, he's gotten better with responding to his own parents as he gets older, but... Dude, wait till you see him. He's like a grown man. It's that's, that's bullshit. That's not supposed to happen. Oh, dude. It's, <laughs> I mean, he's huge. He's and he's like getting fit too because he's doing that running club I was telling you about. But yeah, my kids are still tiny. My yeah, but they're little tiny. savages. <laughs> I've seen I've seen your kids on the mat. Beasts. All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up then. All right. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, we have we didn't have a camera last time you were on. So no, if you guys no, want to see Cruz's beautiful face, even though I called him ugly, <laughs> check out the YouTube. Go look it up. <laughs> I look like a Goomba from the live action Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> from I think back in the eighties. Go look it up. Goomba. There he is. All right. You good? Love you bye. Love you bye. All right. <laughs>